is Auto Success, the podcast. This podcast is for automotive sales professionals looking for tools and strategies for maximum success. Now, here's your host, Thomas Williams. Today on Auto Success, the podcast, we're speaking with Marsh Bice, sales manager of Mark Dodge Chrysler Jeep. We'll be talking about the PRs of great salespeople. Welcome back, Marsh. It's great to speak with you again. Thank you, Thomas. Glad to be here. What are the three PRs of great salespeople, and in general, how do they separate uh, the great from the average? Well, the three PRs, Thomas, of great salespeople, and really, you know, it's great salespeople, great managers, just great people in general, um, is preparation. <clears throat> the first one, practice, would be the second one, and production uh, being the last one. Um the thing that, that, that really separates the, the, the great from the average, average salespeople typically do one of the things, two of the things, but rarely all three of the PRs. Mm-hmm. And that's why they get mixed results. And everybody, you know, who doesn't want to be great? Um, but very few are unwilling to do, the, to do the work, what it takes to achieve greatness. And if you think about it, Great salespeople, just like great athletes, great actors, great leaders, anybody that that is great in the um, in the marketplace, they're consistent, and they're consistent by they they realize what, that it takes a tremendous amount of preparation and practice to be able to produce the desired outcome. Now, let's start with the preparation. Uh, what are some of the concrete steps a salesperson can take to prepare themselves for sales uh, interactions? The, uh, there's two things you have to you have to visualize and you have to plan. Um, and the first thing is you have to visualize your desired outcome, and then plan the steps. When you when you you know I always say you have to prepare with the end in mind. Um, and what that is, what kind of day, what kind of month do you want, and what do you want to end up with? And then you have to work backwards from there. Break your month into small chunks. Uh, motivational speaker Drew Scott Baker <clears throat> calls it a grab 15 principle. And what that basically means is take 15 minutes each and every day for six days. If you do that, by the end of the year, you'll have devoted 78 hours of skill devoted to to whatever skill you need to work on. Um, so, you know, make your sales snowball each month, not your needs. You know, a lot of times what happens is, Salesmen get to the get to the end of the the month, and they're trying to make their month all in one week. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that, Thomas, is is when customers that when they sense that you're that you're not trying to help them, you're only trying to help you. They, they I don't know what it is, but they sense that, and they end up not buying from you. So start each day with with how many ups you need for that day, and then hold yourself accountable. You know, um, planning is the blueprint of your career. Uh, what I had written in the, in the article was, you know, no contractor just – you don't call your contractor and say, hey, I want a 5,000-square-foot house, and he runs to the lumber yard, throws some wood in the back of the truck, and come back, and then just start marking off the the, the, the layout in the dirt. He, he plans that. So you visualize the house. You tell him, you know, what you want built, and then he prepares a blueprint all the way down to the, 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 the most fine-tuned things are, are put in that blueprint. That way, it eliminates the guesstimation. And when you have the preparation, that which is the foundation of your career, uh, you know, set that foundation right. I tell all my new hires, you know, when they first come on board, don't be in a rush. Take your time. Obviously, you want to get out there and, and make something happen, but take your time, set the foundation right. 
and educate yourself once and then learn for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I liken sales to that of, say, math. And what I mean by that is because, you know, you learn the, the, the basics of math, you learn the addition, subtraction, and then what happens is as the years go on, little by little, one thing builds off the other. But if you lose, you know, if you, if you don't gain some knowledge in certain areas in math, then by the time you get to geometry or trig or, or algebra or anything like that, you're left behind because you didn't learn the basics. So take your time, set the foundation right, and then, and then just recertify yourself. Doctors have to do it. Pilots have to do it. Uh, and I think salespeople have to do it also. Unfortunately, most of the manufacturers require you to become recertified. The downside to that is most salespeople pay, you know, one salesman in the in the dealership to take the test for them, and you shouldn't do that. If you're in sales, if you 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 should want to sit down and learn those things and learn the new technologies, and then build off of that and just become recertified, you know, year after year. And Marsh, you say that many salespeople visualize the wrong outcome. What do you mean by that, and how would you advise them to correct it? Well, visualization is key for a lot of professions. If you, if you uh, athletes uh, concentrate on taking the game-winning shot, or they visualize taking the game-winning shot. That's why they're, it's like ice is running through their veins when they, you know, there's .3 seconds left on the, uh, on, in the game, and, and they take the game-winning shot and just cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. But the reason being is because they visualized it. I love flying, Thomas, and, and the Blue Angels. I've, I've seen them before, and, and I love it. But one of the things that they actually do is they sit in a, in a room together as a unit with their eyes closed, and they're visualizing their maneuvers. Just because they did a show the week before doesn't mean they jump right back in the cockpit and say, you know, I've been doing this for a year. Let's just go up and see what happens. No, they visualize <laughs> it all the way down to the – to the hand gestures, to the foot movements, and they visualize those things. And, and unfortunately in sales, we visualize also, but we visualize worst-case scenarios. Instead of holy cow moments, we visualize, we size up a customer, just like a customer sizes us up as soon as they pull up on the lot. We size them up, and immediately we visualize whether we have a deal or not, whether they, what they're wearing, what their trade is, whatever and we visualize those those things so the the key to it is is to trick yourself you have to rewire your visualization and and i think three methods is to become deaf dumb and blind and let me let me explain what those those three things are you never think in sales that you should be deaf dumb and blind but the 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 first thing like to be deaf to negativity there there's nothing worse in the world thomas than to than to as soon you've just spent two hours with a customer and then the deal didn't go through and who's the first person that runs up to you? It's another salesperson. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse in the world than to sit there and have to rehash the last two hours. All it's going to do is stir up the negative emotions. So my thing is be deaf to the negativity. Stay away from those kind of things. Just tell your your, your partner, hey, man, it didn't work. Um and, and 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 then also stay stay deaf to the, you know if you if you read the news if you turn on the TV if you look on the internet you you just just assume not to even get out of bed I mean it's <laughs> nothing it's nothing but doom and gloom 
Mm-hmm. Um, and stay deaf to those things. I, I stopped years ago. I stopped watching the news. And, and the reason why I did that is because it just puts you in a, a, a bad place. And then what happens is you, you just start, you, you, you attract success or you attract negativity. Um, and, and I think what you should do is just, is just leave those things alone. The second thing would, uh, you know, of, of methods to correct it would be to become dumb to logic and be an expert in emotion. If you think about it, sales is nothing but it's it's an emotional decision followed up by logic. And what happens is, and when you're new, you have that. You have nothing but emotion because you don't know enough about the business. And then the logic just seems to follow. Well, after 30 days, which I call 30-day wonders, you you actually get dyslexic to that. And you 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 become, everything has to logistically make sense. And then you try to follow that up with emotion. Well, when you're trying to sell through logic and and not emotion, you, you won't make a sale. Because what happens is, is is sales is not logical at all. I mean, customers trade in a car based on color. They trade in a car because it needs new tires. I mean, if you logically think about it, it wouldn't even make sense to even trade something in or even do a deal. And and so what I say is be dumb to the logic. Don't worry about why it is. Just and, and just enjoy the emotional aspect and sell that emotion, sell the sizzle, not the steak. We've always heard mm-hmm. and just create that emotion. And that, that will, that will in turn create more deals for you. And then the third thing is, you know, we, we had deaf, dumb. And then the third thing would be blind, be blind to your past deal, your past customer, your past month, learn to move forward. Um, and it, 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 it just, it, that it is what it is. Um, and you know, there's, there's a reason if you sit in the car, there's a reason why your rear view mirror is smaller than your windshield. Because Thomas, if you look in the rear view mirror, that's your past. That's everything that you just went. Yeah. That's, that's, that's everything that's behind you, you know, and your windshield is, is it's large, it's huge. And the reason being why it's so much larger is because that's the possibilities that's in front of you. And that's how you have to, that's how you have to look at your career that way. Mm-hmm. Now, your second PR is practicing. In your opinion, what should a salesperson, uh, you know, practice to prepare themselves for real-world uh, sales situations? A good question. Um, it, it's not necessarily just practice; it's purposeful practice, um, and that's the thing. Purposeful practice is the key. Uh, legendary coach Vince Lombardi, he practiced doing the same play. I mean, his whole practices, Thomas, were devoted to one play. And they did it over and over and over and over. And the sad thing is, even the opponents that they played <laughs> knew what the play was. But, you know, he, uh, Coach Lombardi, he challenged anybody just to stop it. He became purposeful in what he needed to work on. And they just pounded it and pounded it and pounded it until they, they were just, you couldn't stop it. No matter, even if you knew where it was going. Um, you, you know, you take Jerry Rice, who's undersized and overlooked. He was purposeful in all he did, um, and he prepared thoroughly. He practiced thoroughly, and then, and then that that coincided and, and gave him great production, gave him a first round ballot um, into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, we normally practice the things that we're good at. That's our comfort zone, uh, and there's three zones. There's a comfort zone, there's a learning zone, and then there's a panic zone. And we tend to uh, one one extreme or the other. We're either in the comfort zone because that's the thing that's familiar. We don't have to stretch. We don't have to go any further. So, you know, we stay right in there. But the problem is you're not learning anything. 
And in sales, we go from comfort to panic. And the panic is the end of the month. I got to make my month all in all in one uh, all in one day, all in one week. And we lose that learning. Uh, so my suggestion is practice your Achilles heel of your career, whatever your weak spots are, whether it's a walk around. Well, if you're not doing a good walk around, you need to you need to get with somebody who can show you how to do a good walk around. Right. Uh, you need to know the product knowledge. Uh, if you're not good at working the phone, learn your phone skills, negotiating skills. There's a there's a myriad of things that you can work on, but whatever your Achilles heel, that's the thing you need to focus on. Uh, call your competitors. See how they handle a sales call. Uh, when I go out of town, I, I show up on other people's lots. Uh, now, I don't spend a lot of time with them because I know time is money, but right. the other thing, too... <laughs> You know, I want to see how they, because I can get some good good tools from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so show up on your competitors a lot. See how they actually up you, how they handle the sales situation, and go from there. And, and, and you know, there's a lot of time people say, well, you know what, Thomas, it's expensive. I don't have the money. I'm just starting out. Well, thanks to the Internet, with YouTube, with Auto Success, um, with Dealer Elite, there's all kind of things out there on the Internet that you can tap into and really begin honing your skills. Now, Marsh, your final PR is production. Uh, what kind of goals should a salesperson set for him or herself, uh, you know, to realistically measure their success? And what are some of the mistakes that sales professionals make, uh, you know, at this step? Yeah. Well, Thomas, whatever you track, you can improve. Um, you know, I say no track equals no uh, equals lack. Um, so, you know, set desired uh, sales, just for example. Set, set a desired sales for the month. Uh, and an easy way to figure that out, you know, a lot of times say, well, guys say, well, you know what, I want to spend, I, I want to sell 15 cards this month. Well, do you know how many people you need to catch every single day? That's the production side of it. And so, you know, set your whatever whatever your your desired sales is. If it's 15 for the month, divide that by by your closing percentage. So, if you're closing 30 percent of your customers, divide 15 by 30 percent, not 0.30. You do it 15 divided by 30%, and that will give you your required ups for the entire month. Mm-hmm. And then however many days that you're working for that month, divide that by your working days. And that will tell you each and every day how many customers that you need to be waiting on. And that's, a, that's an example, Thomas, of breaking into small numbers. Um, you know, some of the things, mistakes salespeople make is they just don't do anything. Um, it seems uh, the the – the sales is 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 very deceiving. There's a lot of it, uh, or there's a there's a lot of preparation that goes into it, and there's a lot of a lot of things that people overlook. and And a lot of times, what happens is veterans, even even green peas and veterans, I, I should say, it, everything seems so overwhelming that they end up just not doing anything. You know, we've we've heard the Pareto principle of of the eighty twenty rule. Well, in sales, you know, it's I think it's 20% of the salespeople produce 80% of the results of the store. Well, the way I look at it is, is, is it, the 80-20 rule is showing up is 80% of it. It's what you do, Thomas, with the other 20% once you get there. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important part. And what one idea would you like our listeners to take with them today, Marsh? This is a unique time um, in all of our careers. You know, we, we didn't go through a recession we went through a reset shun, R-E-S-E-T dash T-I-O-N. It's a reset button. And right now, Thomas, 
you get to do it all over again. We get we get a big reset button. If 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 you've been in this industry for a while and you're fortunate to still be standing, guess what? This is an an opportunity where you know what the canvas is 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 or the slate is wiped clean. You get a brand new canvas and get to start your painting all over again. So look at today, Thomas, as a as a new beginning. It's a fresh start, um, and it, it 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 begins with that spark. Uh, it takes a spark to light a fire, but you know what? A spark will not happen if you don't have action. Uh, so you have to start doing something. Um, and my suggestion would would be: don't wait until Monday. <laughs> start now. Uh, while the embers are stoked, whatever whatever has created that spark, uh, the opportunity is is before us is is going to be great. And I'm I'm encouraged as far as what's coming down the pipeline. But we've got to be ready. We can't. We can't see the results and then or you know, see our desired outcome and then start playing the part. Do it now. Start with the small things. Create the spark, and it will lead to a, to a huge fire. Always some great information, Marsh. Marsh, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Our guest today has been Marsh Bice, sales manager of Mark Dodge Chrysler Jeep. For more information about his dealership, visit www.markdodge.net. Thanks for listening to the Auto Success Podcast. For more information about Auto Success Magazine, log on to autosuccessonline.com. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. Now make it a successful day.